Uh, this is uh, Chris and uh, in the Pattern Podcast. Um, quick quack, quick cast, possibly Charlie or Delta. It's undetermined at this point because of how screwed up uh, Bravo got. Anyways, I'm uh, here in what we call the uh, White Elephant at Camp Bacon uh, next to uh, Ken Viard from uh, Pilot Partner. Ken, how's it going tonight? It's going fantastic. we got some great uh, background music. I hope you all can enjoy that. Uh, it's guitar first, and now it's bagpipes. Yeah. I bet you zero other camps uh, right now have bagpipe music going on. Uh, this is Oshkosh. I would not well, I would not stake much money on that bet. You're right. Uh, based on what I've seen today, and one of the things was an amazing, I don't know if you saw this today, I saw a um, pic- picnic table. That was drivable. The most cool. Uh, I'll show you a picture of this. The uh, a uh, um, a dinner plate was the steering wheel. Okay, I've got to get that driver's license. All right, it was pretty amazing. It was it, when it was an elect, It was like a golf cart that had been repurposed for this. Pretty amazing. Interesting. Anyways, uh, Ken had a pretty good experience today, I would say, or uh, an interesting experience, and got to uh, enjoy the um, flights of an. Icon A5. What what was that like? What did you think about that? There's been a lot of hype about that aircraft. I think it's... I, I've only been going to Osh for about eight years, and it seems like it's been here almost since the first, and it's like when it was just first announced, yeah. right? There was nothing about it other than here's our prototype. Yeah. Here, here's a sketch of what it might look like. And yeah. So we got... My girlfriend and I, Alana uh, and myself, got invited to fly the Icon A5 on Tuesday. And... We were supposed to fly it in Austin before we left, but uh, this is the first little hit on the icon. I sent my information in, and I got an email back from him and said, well, with you and our demo pilot, we can put four gallons of fuel in it. So are you coming to Oshkosh? And I said, yes. And uh, I said, okay, we got smaller demo pilots, and we'll fly with you there. So uh, if you're looking for something with an extreme amount of useful load, this is probably not the airplane with you. Because I'm only I'm two two twenty five, so I, I I could put some carbs down, yeah. and you know and not eat them. But I'm not that heavy. A little over average, but not on the heavy yes. side. So yeah, but um, you're tall too. Yep, and that's the one thing I did notice when I did get to go fly it. My um, my demo pilot. It's about your size. I don't okay. know, I'm five uh, ten. About five ten. Um, you know normal average person so i don't i think we were flying around like right on the red line on the fuel gauge the whole time okay so probably an hour of fuel on board wow. um, i did not stop and ask how much uh, useful load and you know were we at max gross weight or not but let's get to how did the you leave the ore behind so you had that extra load <laughs> Nah, that was his job i'm i'm, I'm the customer in this That's point right. um uh, one of my partners in my plane is actually leg- legitimately thinking about buying it, so oh. uh, I do owe a full report back to him. Okay. Um, but how, how does the icon actually fly? Um, I'm going to jump to the end, and then we'll go down and break it into pieces. Okay. The comment I made when I got done was, this is more fun than should be legal. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so much fun to fly. I was addicted from the first moment we sat down in it. It's ultra comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense. It's easy to get in and out of. Uh, they were uh, we we're doing only water ops, so no okay. no land ops at all. Okay. Uh, I was they had the inflatable dock up, so we just kind of walked right out. It's super easy to get into it. It wasn't too low. It wasn't too high. You just kind of hop into it, much like you would a car, except for it's easier to get into than even my truck. Wow. Um, 
Okay. Nice headset holders behind you, so it's really easy to get to. Um, the How'd you like that gauge cluster set up like you're used to seeing like a car? Yeah, so... Um, but not used to seeing like an airplane. For the purpose, you will convert to it quickly. Okay. I don't like it because I am a traditional pilot. Yeah. Now, that's not who they market these to, which is, I think, part of the challenge that Icon's going to face is a whole bunch. This is not a plane that a non-pilot should really be flying because okay. you can get yourself in trouble really quickly. Okay. Uh, but the gauges, like the airspeed indicator, starts on the left about where the zero in your car is. Okay. Not zero up top like a clock like you're used oh, to in an airplane okay so you yeah. got to get used to that okay the altimeter gets even crazier it is it starts at the zero is where the clock is there is an altimeter setting in there i'm not sure if we set it to water level was zero or what was um none of the math actually equals i don't think we had a valid altimeter setting in there. okay but it goes around once and only once and there's only one needle and it starts at zero then it goes to the next mark is 500 then a thousand then the next one's 2000 and then eventually it gets like 15,000 so it's not even um oh. proportional yeah 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 so it's um god no god forbid you actually want to know your real altitude um, there is a Garmin 796 in there. I remember when I first sat down in the, the mock-up with the icon, I was like, oh, that's a really cool touch panel. Yeah. Now I realize it's just a standard Garmin 796 okay. that's sitting there. Very capable device, but uh, the demo pilot was flying off of that for almost everything. So okay. head and climb rate. You want to know your climb rate, VSI? You look at that. You're huh? getting it off okay. of that, not off of a gauge. Not off the, okay. The other interesting thing about the engine cluster is... The primary gauge. You get this little tiny attitude indicator with a slip indicator. You don't use that in this airplane. You look out the window, mainly. What about the AOA? The AOA is the prominent feature in this airplane. And, and for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you do. Angle of attack. Yeah. So what that... That was like one of his big things, right? When yes. He was, when he was designing this aircraft because and he was a fighter pilot. Exactly. And, and for that aircraft, for the mission that it serves, it actually makes sense. So when you come into land, you pull the power back to 3,000... Uh, was it 300 or 3,000 RPM? I don't even know what the unit of measure is. It was three. Yeah. Um, probably... There's, there's just a number three on there. It was three. No, I'm just joking. It is a Rotax, so it does spin fast. Yeah. I, I and that's the that's one of the problems I have. It's, it's probably three thousand because I think probably normal cruise speed with those road taxes are like five, 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 six thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of the problems I have with this airplane is that converting everything I know just doesn't apply. Right. So it's it, three. At twenty four hundred RPM, you're at like max RPM. Yeah. So my engine's about to blow up. Yeah. You know, and I'm landing at three thousand, which is well over my red line, but. Um, but it's not well instrumented for the type of things that I would do. Yeah. There's very little engine temperatures, engine, there's just lights that, you know, check engine light would come on, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Um, but it really looks like a car when you sit down and fly it. Not the equivalent JPI instrumentation in there for engine in, in, De- information? Definitely not. Okay. It's like, it. I, I feel it running or I don't. Okay. That's just kind of a Boolean <laughs> kind of thing. Um, the controls, uh, it's a center stick. Yeah. Um, with a nice little mic switch, a uh, little electric trim tab on it. 
Um, then you got a flap set in and a landing gear set in for water mode or uh, land mode. Okay. Uh, it's gear up and water is the same position. Okay. And the only other control you really have to worry about is uh, the water rudder, which okay. you only use when you're below 10 knots ground speed or okay. water speed in that case. So even when you're up on a step taxi, you're using the flight controls to fly. Yep. Uh, I did get two takeoffs and landings in the water. Uh, plus the one or two that he demonstrated for me. Okay. And we did do a full stall. Um, it's a very docile stall. Um, reminded me a lot of my demo flight in the DA-62, oh. where we kind of put in some power, uh, pulled the power back, put the yoke back in our lap, felt the stall, felt it break a little bit. We're in about a 700-foot-per-minute descent rate, thanks to the 796. <laughs> Uh, and then you want to turn to the left, turn to the left. You want to turn to the right, turn to the right. But it's not tipping. It's not going to tip, and it, you're you're stalling and still flying at the same time. Okay. Um, and that's that was the design consideration they put into it. So we were lucky enough that when we went and did the demo ride, not only did I get to do a demo ride, but Alana got to do a demo ride. Cool. And they had two icons out there, so okay. we were both flying at the same time. Oh. Awesome. So we got a little air-to-air work in there. Um, I spent the last, I did about 45 minutes total time. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And the flight, uh, we showed up early, and the guy who was supposed to be there at our time did was a no-show. Okay. So we went out and flew. You got his time. Yep. Okay. And we, um, I spent the last 20 minutes. He's like, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to fly low. Go for it. Mm-hmm. So I spent the last 20 minutes uh, in ground effect. Or water effect over the lake, over the lake yeah. circling the lake about four times. I found a whole bunch of buoys that were in the lake. Yeah. I turned them into Red Bull air race pylon <laughs> things. I'm yanking and baking. I found this little peninsula that had this gap of water between it. And I remember making that turn coming around and I'm moving my hands and this works really well in radio. Yeah. But I'm doing this nice banking turn uh, to hit this gap and there's this tree at the end of it. And I remember having to think, it's like, I'm low. Yeah. And you really have to think about, am I going to hit that tree or not? Inside of it, outside of it? I'm pretty sure I had both horizontal uh, separation and pretty close to vertical separation, but I still made sure I climbed Climbed up. Yeah. That's where the pilot instinct really kicks in uh, and where I'm worried about the icon uh, marketing strategy of going out. Uh, We've well, seen some accidents with it. And exactly. that's how they were done and, a lot of times, right? And I could like, see that happening, yeah. and I could also see that happening with me flying it because it is so addictive and so fun. You just want to putz around, fly low. There's really no reason to go a thousand, more than 1,000 AGL in that airplane. Yeah. Very little reason to go to more than 500 AGL unless you're transitioning from lake to yeah. lake. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was fun. I... If someone gave me keys to that airplane, I would fly that thing <laughs> ragged. I would fly it every day, all day. Um, it looks like a blast. So, but would I buy one? So the way I look at it is, I'm not in a position to buy an airplane. Period. So it's kind of a academic question at best. Okay. But if someone gave me a chunk of change, even if it was half a million or a million dollars, and say you have to buy uh, use it on aircraft, um, if I had a million dollars to buy. I would probably buy several things before the Icon would come up on my list. So it's not a bad airplane. Um, It's just it doesn't serve a mission that I would want. Right. Um, Is some of it that useful load thing? Useful load. I mean, it's a toy. Yeah. You're not taking it. Like my partner, one of his, he lives on a lake in Austin, and he owns a lake house down in uh, Port Aransas. Okay. So 
already by this description, he has a little bit more disposable income than I do. Right. His plan is to park at his house and be able to fly it down to the coast with okay. his wife. Okay. God forbid he wants to take a bag with him. Right. Yeah. Um, and he, he and his wife are pretty small, so useful load is going to be easier. But it's not... How much fuel will it hold? Um, I have Remember? the paperwork. I do not know off the top of my head. Is it is it something around twenty some twenty gallons or something? It's probably twenty or thirty. Uh, it's burning four gallons an hour. Yeah, that's so, always nice. So that'll last you a while. Uh, I know they've been faring it around the country, and yeah. the ones we were flying came from California not too long ago, uh, and it, they they had it up to ten. 10 or 12,000 feet, so it took us yeah. time to get there and some step climbs. Yeah. So it will fly to higher altitudes, but it is like 90, 100 knots yeah. total. It's I not mean, your cross-country plane, clearly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it depends upon your mission. Um, I traditionally gravitate towards going places in airplanes. Yeah. You know, Austin to Oshkosh, Austin to Sedona, Florida, yeah. wherever. So, you know, I like my 165-knot bonanza. Yep. Um, Fits that mission perfectly. And for that low and slow, um, you know, just an unrelated topic, uh, I'm most likely going to be very broke after Oshkosh because I'm probably going <laughs> home with a power paraglider. Oh. So. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. That, you know, I'm going to be spending like 10 grand, not a quarter of a million, uh, to <laughs> kind of get started with this and uh, be able to do a lot of the same exhilaration that you would get from the icon okay. uh, but a lot more versatility too yeah, yeah. so um it's a great plane and uh if quarter of a million dollars means something different to you than it does to me definitely look at it yeah. um i i only can compare it to a j3 cubs on floats and a cessna 172 in floats that no comparison is I mean, fun factor. Right? Obviously, this is this is yeah. the hot rod jet ski, yeah. Yeah. Uh, top of the line. I mean, I hear it, I, I the one that's over there in front of the GoPro booth. I just looked my head, put my head in. I, I wiggled the controls. Yep. Very light on the controls. It it was two fingers. You can fly it. Yeah, you, it was definitely easy to fly. Um, I don't know how accurate that was to when there's a little control forces on it yeah but it was a pleasure to land um i was able to land it without any assistance the first time it's my first time actually landing on the water and it's easy you fly the angle of attack get to whatever three is on the tachometer and when you hear water and you don't really flare you just have this little bit of a nose up attitude yeah to make sure you don't submarine it yeah you just (laughs) settle it in and then once you hear water you just pull the power back to idle yeah it's pretty simple i gotta say the most fun i've ever had as well has been on floats i flew a husky a husky on floats in uh, seattle oh you're 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 a lucky dog that's and that was it was it was three firsts at one time for me first time flying on floats first time flying a plane in a tandem configuration okay make that four things first time flying a plane with a center stick and uh a plane with a constant speed propeller i had four firsts that day wow so but that was the most fun on in an airplane that i've ever had you said front seat or back front seat Excellent. Yeah. The only Husky time I got had was tail wheel configuration. I was backseat. Okay. But still yeah. a lot of fun. It was a blast. I was on uh, Lake Washington up in Seattle where nice. they, uh, where Renton is, where they do okay. the 737 production. So. Yep. That's where we picked up our Sundowner and flew it back to Austin. <laughs> we departed out of Renton. That okay. Was, uh, that was That's a long cool. flight. Yeah, it would have been. Long series yeah. of flights. Yeah. Well, anyways, that sounds great. Um, uh, we'll follow back up with you with the uh, powered paraglider because... Uh, I, I watch a few guys on YouTube with that. It just looks like way too yes. much fun. It looks like something that literally if I had one of those, 
based on where my house is, mm-hmm. um, I would drive it uh, drive it a quarter mile from my house out into uh, this this desert and just go, go have a ball. See, I have a field next to my house. I can do my first step of my launch from my driveway. There you go. And, I know, right? And, and I've then got, why wouldn't you? You get home from work yeah. or whatever, you're like, guess what I'm going to go do for an yeah. hour. <laughs> I'm frustrated. I'm stressed. I just need to unplug. That's yeah. going to be my yeah. thing, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Because if I had to always drive like 10 or 20 minutes to go fly it, yeah. uh, I wouldn't invest the money because I know that it'll fizzle. But being able to fly it right at my house, yeah. I'm really interested in. You that. talking with the Paradigm guys? Uh, I talked to the Paradigm guys, so they they're more about training. Yeah, um, and this is probably the subject of your next podcast yeah. here, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into. We'll that. We'll follow back up to that next time. So, <laughs> all right, we'll follow back up with that um, after you make some more decisions. There's a little bit more Osh yep. left, so we'll figure that out. Absolutely. So, anyways, thanks for coming on. Thank you much, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. All right. Until next time, as John would always say, make left traffic, you're cleared for the option.